Welcome to Battleground Politics. I'm Lauren May. I'm in Philadelphia in the battleground state of Pennsylvania. And while right now a lot of the attention is in Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, those states in the early part of the primary process, looking ahead, it will be Pennsylvania and other battleground states where critical decisions get made. So it matters what's happening on the ground right now. What's the plan to convince people to come out to vote? President Joe Biden won in 2020 in Pennsylvania by about 80,000 votes. But will those voters come out for him again? Will they go to former President Donald Trump or whoever the Republican nominee is? Will they stay home? Will they go to a third party? We saw Jill Stein play here in 2016. So where do we start this conversation? Well, I sat down with Bob Brady, the chair of the Democratic Party in Philadelphia, former congressman, longtime friend of Joe Biden, to talk about what's ahead, the conversations he's having right now, and even how long he'll head up the party in Philadelphia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about what is ahead for you because it's going to be busy. Yeah, it's busy now. <laughs> it is busy now. Uh, earlier, earlier this week, President Joe Biden was here in Philadelphia um, celebrating Labor Day with uh, folks in Philadelphia. He's here a lot. Yeah, I hope so. I hope to have him here more. You probably will. You probably Good. will. Good. Uh, he uh, he is kicking off his his re-election campaign. It's it's in full swing at this point. Um, last last time in 2020, he had it actually headquartered here in Philadelphia. Um, it's in it's in Delaware this time. Were you disappointed it didn't come back to Philly? No, no, it's fine. Delaware's Delaware's right around right around the corner. You know, it's not a problem. You know, but uh, yeah, he was here. And when he comes, I meet him at the airport, and I get in the beach. We drive. But let me tell you something about him. We're going to the event and coming back from the event. All we do is talk about family. That's all we ever do. He calls my granddaughter. He calls my different people, you know, and we just sit there and talk. And you think he would be like, you know, a little, uh, little edgy, you know, coming, you know, he's, he's just, just, just a natural guy, you know, and we love to have him here. Who is our senator, you know? He was technically from Delaware, but no, no, often no, referred no, to there's as no the technically. third. He was our senator. We had, Pennsylvania senator. We had, we had Heinz inspector and we had him, you know, he was our senator, you know. Uh, and I would say it all the time. We say, "Whoa, Delaware, get mad at me." So I don't care. <laughs> Let them get mad at you. Not mad at me. He would be our senator. That's how far back I go with him, you know. And we're good friends, you know. And uh, we travel together a lot down Washington. 9/11, we drove home together from 9/11, you know, uh, when 9/11 happened. But just a good, genuine guy. And he's here because we love him. And he, pro you know what? He has a comfort level here, and it kind of puts some wind behind your sails that you're in a place where everybody, you know, welcomes you and likes you, and you like to be there, you know. And it helps him when he has to go someplace else where it could be controversial, you know. So we appreciate that. What do you see from him when he's here, when he's interacting with people in Philly? He's just genuine. He's just like a Bill Clinton. When, 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 when he meets people on the rope line and, and he asks you how you're doing, you really think that he wants to know how you're doing. Because people say, how are you, how you been? You know, he really, he, he, people really think that he really wants to know how you're doing. And he sits there and talks to you as long as you want to talk to him. It isn't like, hi, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? Talk to how you been, what's going on? You know, when, you know. And he's just a genuine people person. And anybody that gets to meet him, that maybe hasn't met him, will tell you that. Your city is critical for him coming up in 2024. Uh, Pennsylvania is critical 
for him in 2024 as it, as it was in, in, in 2020. How, how do you convince people to come out for him this year? Actually, this again, you don't need to convince too many people to come out for him because people that come out for him are going to be for him because he's well-liked. You know? And in 2020, if you remember, Philadelphia took him over the top to allow him to win Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was being held out, and the, and the cables were saying, the, the stations were saying, well, if you get if you get eighty percent, if you get eight thousand plus, if you get 20, 90, we finally got what they needed, and they kept moving the goalposts, and then we got what's eighty thousand. When we got eighty thousand, uh, and then they called Philadelphia, uh, what eighty thousand brought in and brought in, and, and to, they called Pennsylvania for Joe Biden. You know, we'll do it again. Be easier this time. Why do you think it'll be easier? Because he's a commodity. He's done. A, he's an improvement commodity. You know, infrastructure bills, chips bills. You know, he's did a lot of great things. You know, economy's backing up. Remember, he went through COVID too. You know, and now we're on a comeback. And 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 again, he's doing great things. And I think that there's, I, I without question, will win much more more overwhelmingly than we did in 2020. He is going to need the same coalition, or more, than he did, um, and that means. Um, bringing people together in Philadelphia who right now are um, in some cases running against each other. Um, right now we've got, you know, the Working Families Party, uh, Democrats running against each other, each other for, for at-large seats in, in Philadelphia City Council. How do you then get them all together the, when it comes to you know, I, I've been, 2024? I've been a chairman for like 38 years. And the hardest part of my problem is the primaries, right? And primaries are what I call family squabble. And everybody comes together after the primaries are over and we come together as Democrats, you know. Uh, we don't have that fight now. We have a families, families party issue, but it's not against the Democrats. It's against the Republicans, you know. And the only fights that we have now is our appellate court judges, Supreme Court, Commonwealth Court, Superior Court. Uh, that's that's a Democrat versus Republican, but there's no inter, there's no inner fights. There's no inner fights. Like the primaries are over, we had a very contested primary. We had what six candidates running, you know, for the mayor. And Sherelle Parker was here yesterday with all of us for a couple of hours, and she's saying all the right things. And we're, we're everybody's closing ranks and back together. Like again, the primary was a family squabble. Now we're all back. It should win overwhelmingly. With no question, I believe in November. And so are our council people. So it's not really that now. It's not really that we have to do much bridge mending, you know, bridge building back together. You know, we're we're all together on the same page. You know, and again, the working families, you know, they do what they need to do, but they won't. It, I doubt very much. Like last time, it won't affect the Democrats. You know, I think when council large race in, uh, uh, four years ago, the, the lowest Democrat was a hundred plus thousand votes above the working families person, but they beat the Republicans. You know. Not, not us. So we don't have that. We, don't, we won't have that problem now. But we'll, it'll exist again in in the primary because we'll have all our, our all our all half the Senate, all of, all of the uh, all of the uh, the uh, what you call it, the running, all the all the House members be running. We'll have statewide candidates running. But that's a good thing because that's a primary where people are all want to get excited and come out and come out and vote. But none of them like and, and I don't I do advise the president from time to time. But I have to advise him he's too smart to know he's not going to support a candidate running in the primary. You know, a Democrat running against a Democrat because the one that wins happy, but the one that loses is mad at him. You know, he'll just, in my opinion, I'll make sure he just stays out of that, you know, doesn't get involved in that. And after that's happening, 
who win the primary without question will come together again uh, for the uh, for the November election, and again be successful for Joe to become the next then four more years as a president. So you're you're confident that the folks who are right now um, on the more progressive side, supporting working families party candidates, that they will come over and and show up for Joe Biden? Remember where the progressive people came from. They came from Bernie Sanders and whatever. And then when Bernie got out, they all came behind Joe Biden. And the progressive that we have in this town, you know, we're progressive too. I'm a progressive guy. I want to, we go forward. Our candidates for council are all progressive. Neenock Med and, 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 and Jimmy, Jim Harrity and Isaiah Thomas, you know, they're all progressives. You know, Rue Landau's progressive. Uh, Richardson, Kathy Richardson, they're all progressives, you know. So that, they don't claim, they claim, they talk about that title, but we're, we're, we talk about moving forward too. We're not moving backwards, you know. But no, uh, you know, people that are supporting, people that will be supporting the progressive candidates or working families, not progressive candidates, because we are progressive. The Working Families Party will be 100% for Joe Biden, you know. Because remember, they're out there to beat the Republicans. And I'm sure that Joe Biden's out there to be the Republican too. That guy that may run, that person that's like off the hinges <laughs> that may run, uh, they will be for Joe Biden wholeheartedly. My job that time will be easier. Um, As they have in the past, by the way. Governor Shapiro um, endorsed Kendra Brooks, who's running under the Working, working Families Party. Um, what did you think about that, and does that I was a little make things more complicated? I was a, I, no, not really. I was a little surprised, but you know, I have to follow. I didn't write the rules. Uh, they were written in 1954, and the rules of the Democratic Party in the city of Philadelphia says a Democrat cannot support another candidate that's not a Democrat. And the state party rules say that you can't support a non-Democrat. And the federal national party rules say you can't not support another, anybody that's not a Democrat. You know. Now, if we want to support the working families person, we have to cut a Democrat because they're all on the ballot and you can only vote for five of them. So if you vote for somebody that's not a Democrat, you have to cut a Democrat. And I don't, and, and, and look, he's allowed to do what he thinks he has to do and that's what he thinks he has to do, that's fine. But I'm not allowed to do that and I'm, we're not going to do that. So Who, is, You should ask him who he's going to cut. Who does he want to cut? Well, he doesn't live in Philadelphia. Well, he's got, but he has, well, he doesn't live in Philadelphia, but he has some kind of influence to people that are in Philadelphia. I mean, it's nice to say I want to support this person, but who you, who you're not supporting? If you support that person, you got to not support somebody. And I think that that I can't do that, and I won't do that. Given your experience with um, at the city level with a third party, with a working families party, are you concerned at all about what a third party candidate? I'm talking about maybe a no labels uh, party candidate could mean for Joe Biden in 2024. No. Why not? not at all, because it never happened. It's not going to happen. You think you they're know? not going to put up a candidate or that they wouldn't be successful? Well, remember, when you put a no-label candidate up, it kind of benefits the Democrats. Look at Bill Clinton when he ran, you know. And he had, a, he had an independent candidate mm -hmm. running, and the independent candidate took votes away from Republicans, not Democrats. So I don't think there would be an independent candidate. If there was, it wouldn't be worrying us at all. It would be somebody that's probably disillusioned to the nth degree with Mr. Trump, and they may be Republicans saying, I can't vote for him, but I can't vote for a Democrat, so I'll vote for Joe Blow, they may be running as an independent. Didn't hurt us. Ross Perot didn't hurt us at all as an independent with Bill Clinton. As a matter of fact, I think Ross Perot made, him help us, made, made Bill Clinton win. 
So no, I'm not worried about that, not at all. When, when I look at what's happened in Philadelphia over the past few presidential cycles, um, Donald Trump was on the ballot the last two times. He was able to increase his vote in Philadelphia yes. by more than 20% between 2016 and 2020. Joe, Joe Biden did not increase the vote over what Hillary Clinton got by nearly that much. What, why do you think that is? How do you, how do you explain He that? appealed to a lot of our Northeast people. Uh, one ward in South Philly, he won, and he won a couple of Northeast wards that are maybe like police officers, you know, and firefighters and, and, and uh, blue-collar men and women. I don't think he has them now. Matter of fact, I know he doesn't. You know, I, I, again, because of Joe Biden, what he's done in the last four years, he's been, he's been the labor candidate, without question, the best candidate, again, like as Bill Clinton was, he's one of the best presidential candidates for labor, which will matter up in the Northeast, because that's the firemen, a lot of firemen, a lot of working class, the, the building trades, like, you know, uh, a lot of the building trades people that were, 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 were playing around with Trump aren't there no more. Are know? there specific things that you think President Biden has done that have gotten those people back? Infrastructure bill, chips bill, sure. You know, clean energy. All these are working men, all these are jobs for, 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 for good family sustaining jobs. He's done that tremendously. You saw that, I never saw, I've been to a lot of rallies, but that rally at, at, on Labor Day with, with, the, with, with all the uh, organized labor, I mean, I mean, there were police and fire there that weren't there the last time for him, but they'll be there now because he's, he's proven what he's done uh, as far as, you know, creating good family-sustaining jobs. I mean, uh, and crossed over the aisle with the infrastructure bill. Look at all the money that's going to be coming in the, for our, our, our country and our city, you know, for, or for, for building, uh, the, taking care of our bridges and whatever it needs to be done. I think that he did, he's done, and they know that. I've talked to them. I'm a labor guy myself. What do know? they say? What do they tell you? They say he's done a great job. They're happy as can be. And some of them say, you know, we may have made a mistake four years ago. We're not going to make it now. I talk to all labor guys. I'm a, I come out of the labor movement. You know, I got a, I got a 55-year pin from the Carpenters Union that I was involved for, for 55 years. Does it matter when those projects start? Is there pressure to They're start those now. projects now? They're starting now. We're, we're feeling it now. I think they just put shovels in the ground to overcome 95 today or yesterday. That all comes from federal money. You know, we're, covering, we're covering 95, making that part on the other side of, of, of our 95, letting we come on this side of the city of Philadelphia. You leave on that side, you can't get over here. You know, now we're going to cover it. They put shovels in the ground yesterday. That's infrastructure, Bill. That money, federal government, we did 95, the overpass. We did that, and God bless Josh Shapiro, did a great job with that, putting people together. That all was federal money, too. And we're now doing it again, you know, to, to fortify it and make it permanent. That's all federal money. Staying on the, the issue of, of labor, there has been some tension between some of the uh, climate um, efforts that the Biden administration has, has wanted to do and um, some unions, depending on where they work in the energy sector. Um, how do you see that right now? Well, they've got the clean energy jobs, clean energy bill that they're doing. You know, it's 170,000 jobs, going to be like 1.5 million jobs working with clean energy. He passed that bill, you know, so I think he, I think he, he, he won that little argument now, you know. I mean, when you, when you, when, when, when you help people that 
are looking for help and you put it in their pocketbook, you know, it's the economy, not you, stupid, not you, but it's the economy, stupid. And when you increase and take that away, and these are energy people that he pays the energy bill. I mean, all these things you're saying, he's already done. He has, it's a record, and a record that he could be, we all could be proud of. As President Biden is um, getting into his reelection, certainly you know that there's a lot of talk about his age. What do you think about that? Were you there Monday? I was. Do you think you could have stood up there for an hour and talked like he did in that heat? I couldn't. I don't think, I don't know if anybody could, and I was there with, 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 the, with Annie, his, his chief of staff, uh, his uh, traveling chief of staff, as you said, he's just the energizing bunny. He didn't miss a beat. He was up there. I'm not, I'm not talking about in a nice room they're in now. I'm talking about a 90 plus degree weather. You know, it lights. It, you were there. You, you, you had had a bad day, hair day that day. <laughs> Come on. It was hot. It was yeah. hot. It was and hot. And he, for an hour. He didn't miss a beat, you know, and he's just, and now he's off now. A little bit of an issue with Jill. Matter of fact, he called me right away and said, Jill Biden uh, had, uh, I got tested for COVID and, and that was like he was with her that day. In the morning, I guess where he came up, make sure you get tested. And I did, and he got tested and they called me like three days in a row. That To check, to make sure that you were. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and do you continue to test negative? Yeah, I'm negative, you know. Well, he's tested negative, so if he's tested negative about three days in a row now, he was really thought about not making the overseas trip. Now, if his, if his age, look at the trip he's going on. He's going to, like, what, 12 different countries in, like, what, two weeks or something? You know, it's, it's, it, he's an energizing bunny. But people are still saying that they have concerns about it. People need to say something. If he was 27 years old, or 35 years old, because they would be concerned about how young he is. People need to pick up and say something about something. Now, you talk about his major opponent, I don't think he's a spring chicken either. And I would look at him and think he may need a little bit, he looks like a little bit overweight, and looks like he, you know, uh, looks like he might be, you know, showing a little bit of an age. But Joe's like trim and mean and ready to rock and roll, you know, and he's got a ton of energy, and it, and it shows. I mean. He was out in that heat again for one hour, more so because he did the rope line and ahead of time. No, he's fine. God bless him. I hope he stays fine. How long are you going to do this? I don't know. I wonder. <laughs> I think I'm in my 37th, 8th year. I got another reelected. I just got reelected a year ago, so we'll see. But, you know, when I was in Washington, I was there for 21 years. And then Washington, you're there from Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday. And I come home every night, you know. And with the, with the phones in the car at all, I would get home like 8 o'clock at night, and I could relax with nobody would know I'm home. Now that I'm out of Washington, everybody knows I'm here, and I'm here like 24-7 now, you know. But I like it. I, like, I love my ward leaders. I love the elected officials. Uh, I got a great relationship with all of them. I've supported all of them, and I will continue to support them. And uh, we just, it's just, I'm with friends. They're all friends. Every one of them are personal friends. And it's a relationship that you cultivate throughout the years. And the thank yous feel good. You know, you do things for so many people. I mean, there are ungrateful people out there. Don't get me wrong, but there are a lot of good, grateful people. And when they come in and say thank you. Yesterday we had Sherelle Parker here. She thanked me and thanked all of us. And it was packed. You know, that feels good. You know, it feels good. She's going to do a great job. First, first woman, you know, African-American woman. But woman, she's going to do a great job. She's, you know, she's seasoned. 
you know, she was the, uh, in the state, and then she was the majority leader in, 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 in council, knows all them personalities, knows all them people, and it's the relationships that matter, you know. Our relationship matters. Well, I didn't know you, I might not be doing this, you know, but I know you're fair, you know. But, uh, and she has that relationship, you know, so, uh, and me being a part of her and, you know, being a, being a part of her campaign again now, you know, uh, it, it, it feels good, it keeps me going. I wouldn't know what to do at home. My wife throws me out every day, man. <laughs> Could you ever see you, yourself leaving before Joe Biden does? No. I mean, as far eight years, it's four more years? Yeah. Oh, that could be, yeah. Uh, me and Joe are friends. I don't need anything. Matter of fact, the house, you don't call me. You never call me. I got a signal line, personal line that can't, it's, it can't be traced or nothing. I, I don't need anything. I don't, I don't bother him. You know, he hollers over. You know, what? Well, you me call. You don't love me no more. He'll call me from time to time. He'll call me here. He'll tell you. He calls me here. They put him on speakerphone. He talks to everybody. You know. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know if I'm going to stay the four years with him, but I'm going to definitely be here. Hopefully, God willing. You know, <laughs> that uh, for his reelect. Well, let me ask you one more thing about Philadelphia's role in winning Pennsylvania. We saw in the past couple cycles, 2022 and 2020, uh, the importance of the Philadelphia suburbs. Those oh, yeah. Very, very important. Oh, they have, yeah. have gotten a deeper blue, oh, yeah. more Democratic God bless votes there. God bless them. Do you think Philadelphia still has that, the same significance as it used to when it comes to winning statewide? When you get 450 to 480,000 majority votes, yes. Because that's what we do. We have that many. We're doing that well. And again, Delaware County's doing great. Montgomery County's doing great. Bucks County's doing great. Chester County's doing great. We're all getting into the blue areas and getting bluer, you know. And I and I and I equate that to the Joe Bidens of the world, the Bob Cases of the world, the Joshua Powers of the world, you know, and the anti-Trump people. I think that that's really a good thing. I mean, Josh Shapiro is out of Montgomery County, you know. And I think that that's, uh, that, that, that that's significant in keeping it blue and bluer. And there are partners, always have been, you know. And we still do a 450, 460, 470 majority votes, you know, out of, out of Philadelphia that carry some other parts of the state that, through no fault of their own, you know, again, as you well know, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, in between is Alabama, you know. And uh, they're hard to get. We got some deep, deep, Red areas, red counties, but we try to. We are, our our majorities will overcome them, and now we have great partners in Delaware, Montgomery, Bucks. You know, got great partners now. They're doing real well. Makes it a lot easier. Thanks for your time. Thank you. You can find more battleground politics on our website. Just go to nbcphiladelphia.com/battlegroundpolitics, and you can subscribe for more episodes to come on our NBC10 YouTube page or wherever you get your podcasts.